Hey, no. <laughs> Are we recording? Are we recording? <laughs> King Salmon, bro. King I, Salmon. I, I always hear like he reminded me of like a friend that everyone everyone kind of has. Everybody says that. Everyone yeah. says everyone's got a King Salmon in yep. their life. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yep. I was listening to that. He's was... a constant topic of conversation. Let me say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Well, I like how you just openly and just like yeah, I don't I don't fucking care. For Dude, him. it's so yeah. great. You should see. There's times where we're talking to him and you look over and Steve's like not even in the seat. He's like <laughs> over here like drinking coffee. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. <sighs> I mean, you're a music fan, right, uh, Sammy? Yeah, hell yeah. Who are who are some of your um, favorite at the moment or all time? Both. Um, shoot, man, I, I've always liked like West Coast rap. So um, anything anywhere from like Tupac to uh, right now, like like Dom Kennedy. I like Dom Kennedy. I like, um, there's a dude, in, I think he's in San Francisco. His name's Larry June. Mm. And he makes this like some, it's all just like gangster West Coast shit. And um, other than that, just like, like, like oldies. Either that or oldies. Really? Rap or like soul shit. Okay. Yeah. Who's, who's your, who's your, who's the, your go to oldies? Al, Al Green. Al Green. Shit like he's that. He's got good taste. Uh, the Delphonics. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> just dog. like all the... Uh, my grandma and I used to listen to a lot of Earth, Wind, Earth, Wind, Wind and Fire. Fire. Yeah. Every time I every time shit. I hear them, I, I, I think of her and Paul. Her and my yeah, pops. Brother. Yeah, brother. That's awesome. Yeah. What we got, Juman? Juman about to make it happen right now. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Here we are. And what about... Say something to me. I said... Okay. I said... Um, what's the best Earth, Wind & Fire song? Anyone other than September. Uh, yeah, how, what yeah. happened to that, what? man? People fucked that I up. love that song, but... Everybody does, but it's like... Everywhere I... I like, it's like... Any wedding, any event... Or yeah. Anywhere you go, it's, it's September. Right. I can't stand um, Celebration by Cool and the Gang because of that specific reason. Yeah. Fuck, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, there's a song called "Hearts of Fire." Or, yeah, uh, is that the one that? Let's see. Like this right here, you're over. <laughs> don't, right? don't right? you fucking do right? it. <laughs> right now, everybody's it cool. Right. <laughs> what about this? What about this? Fuck yeah. Oh yeah, that's always a good one. But did you say Hearts of Fire? No, here, go to Show More, and uh, usually I go to Shuffle. It's one of like the first ones that... Oh, The Way of the World, that's just like a beautiful song. Reasons is my favorite. Reasons is another good one. Reasons is, yeah. Reasons is a great one. Okay, and then I, I forgot your name already, a young pretty lady with the teeth. What, who, what, who's your favorite music? Like, what are you listening to right now? I've been listening to a lot of like 60s music. Which, like, and like, name me some. Like Jimi Hendrix. Okay, okay. What's your, what's, what's your Jimi Hendrix jam that you like? Oh, Little Wing. That's your name, huh? That's, that's one of my favorite songs and, you know, ever, favorite bro. People, like people around here kind of know me damn. as Little Wing because, yeah, my wing might be little, but <sighs> you're going to fly. You know what? Little Wing is just, god damn, I love that song so much. Man, dude. Top 10 greatest rock songs, rock and roll songs. 
I don't even know if I would classify this as rock necessarily, but you're right. Like it's right, like you it's, could you it's, could it's, call it a blues. Something, yeah, yeah. F- yeah. Uh, why there aren't more beats made out of Got these it. licks? I have no idea. Sean, can you speak to that? This uh, is how Led Zeppelin was built. That, don't worry about like that. that. Uh, Special K, be careful. That's the closest you're ever going to get to an attractive Christ. woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to right. swing the mic over the... Hey, you know who was a master at riffs like that? Who? Jimmy Page. Sure. That's how they created... I mean, and why you would... But there was a group that started using like those types of riffs. And they came out in the... And they came out in around 207. What's the name of that group? And they had a real old school sound. And they did the soundtrack for the for the that. Black Keys? No, they did a soundtrack for those. They're good. They did a soundtrack for the, the 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 dudes Johnny Knoxville and all of them for the for their movie. You guys don't remember this Jackass? group? Jackass. They were the soundtrack for the Jackass movie. Let me see. What's that group? And they were playing all and it sounded like Zeppelin Deep Purple, but they're a newer group. Was it Bam Margera's? Uh, nope, nope, CKY? nope. No, 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 no. It's a newer, it's a newer rock band. God damn, I can't remember, oh, man. No, forget you, Andrew nope. WK. No, no, I can't even think of the group. What about Flesh and the Gear? Nope. Hey, no, it was the movie. It was the movie. Would they Smart be in peddler? any skits, like getting fucked up or anything? No. Or they just had their music. Yeah, I can't now. I can't. I'll figure them out. Minutemen? No. No, it was on the... Uh, they did the soundtrack for the movie. Sean, why were you into Danzig recently? Like, like I know you've kind of... I love Danzig. Danzig is like weightlifting music to me. But what was... You came out of nowhere at one day. Shout See, out Joey C. Listen, Joey C. Shout out to Joey C. Um, but like, if you guys become friends with Blue Eyes, there's times where um, he'll just say some shit to your face. Shout out to Bizarro. Yeah, that's right. Shout out to Bizarro. Shout out to Joey C. Shout out to Bizarro. I had pumpkin flavored Oreos. <laughs> that's Schmitty. Yeah, Schmitty's the guy who gets it pretty rough on this show, huh? I mean, the guy's claiming to have taken out the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, and then he only got like three months in the slammer. Right, Steve? That's it. Didn't he claim? He was he laying on his back. He broke the shin of, yeah. a, of a, a captain or a, or a lieutenant or somebody, dude. Sergeant, right? Yeah. yeah sergeant's the leg. This guy's supposedly on the ground. He just did a drive-by, right? And he fucking is on the grind and kicked some fucking sheriff in the shin. Broke his shin. So he said, spent two nights in jail. <laughs> fucking full of shit. Yeah. He, he yeah. also claimed that he was walking and an ant like flew out of the sky into his mouth. And that's how he knew. They're like ants. Don't, like he goes, the ant fell. And like, when was the last time you've ever seen an, an ant fall? fall off of anything? <laughs> He's just full of shit, dude. I mean, you, if you peel back every story that's coming out of his mouth. It's bullshit. It's a lie. This and you is, just this get to it. You just take like a little that. bit, and it's and then he's and then he sits there and he goes, oh, "Okay, well, uh, you know, you catch him lie. He's like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah, he gets mad when he doesn't come on the show and get the boob out. He like he likes to get, he tells all his friends. He's like, yeah, I'm on that show. Da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on that show, lying. This is his. Yeah, exactly. I come on and lie on that show all the time. 
<laughs> right, man. I heard he's got right, quite the man. legs. Right, yeah, oh, got some sexy yeah, legs or something. Right? sausage legs. Right, <laughs> Pink legs. <laughs> Probably already taken LSD. We're hey, do the, uh, let's get the theme song, the song going. Let's do this. Yeah, come on. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. Yeah. That's right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. Coming in from the bunker in Southern California. On my love, my co-host and partner is Chumahan Bone, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, <clears throat> here to tell a good uh, fucking story once again. Uh, yeah. 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 In case you wonder who that is, that's an American Indian brother named Lightfoot. Lightfoot. I like that. Yeah, it's the American Indian Ice Cube. We call him Red Cube. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like this dude, bro. Yeah. Jumai, you find some good music, boy. How about you, Mr. Blue Eyes himself, our audio technician extraordinaire, Sean Lewis. Uh, uh, certified uh, audio professional. Uh, 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 Engineer. What? Come on, come on. For the hard show. Come on. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> hey, look That's at that. It. Look at Sean doing the splits. Man, I didn't even know. Look at that. He, what, what is he wearing? High heels? What is that? Chunky, chunky loafers with fishes in them? Got a little hair Those, band on They're called yeah. wedges. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, come on. Sean, don't do that. You're going to split your pants, bro. You're going to split your pants. Oh. He just split his He's hands. on the run. No time to sleep. Yeah, dude. But you know what? It doesn't matter that he split It doesn't matter that he split his pants because he's using Manscaped and his balls are as smooth That's as that right. and glossy. And I got deodorant. Ball deodorant. Hey, he's got yeah. ball toner. There's yeah. not a wrinkle in that ball. Dude, they're shaped up yeah. oh. for shipping out. <laughs> That looks like a ripe plum right there. That's right. Like a couple of soldiers. That's right. A couple of sailors. A couple of sailors right. ready to hit the high seas. Ready to dock at the wharf. Right. Ready to walk the plank. got on very 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 special guest and when i tell you special i mean special you know what i don't even know some of you all you should just turn off the fucking podcast right now because you don't even have what it takes to listen to what's about to hit you yeah <laughs> right absolutely i mean you gotta have a certain kind of credential in order to step up to what you're about to listen to 
a pedigree above, high and above all others. You've, 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 you've constantly heard us talking about Polly B. Constantly. Right. Talking about my my dear good friend and brother. And Polly legend. B. Legend. Legend. Urban not, legend. Not just, not just you, but we've had captains of industry come into this show and tell us their Polly B stories. Yes. I mean, it's he, he impermeated. Let me, let me ask you a question. Mm. What kind of a person do you have to be to go all the way from like Esteban Oreo all the way through, mm-hmm. right? Art, music, and not even have a last name fully spelled out. No. You just need one letter from the last name and mm. everybody knows yeah. what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Right? You don't need the rest. Holly B. Holly B. The legend, the man. So. And Polly B has a couple kids. A daughter and a son. His son, same age as my son, Vincent. So Grant, these two guys, got to spend some time growing up as kids. And Sammy is like a second son. I'm like an uncle. He's like a second son to me. Kept in contact with this dude, bro. Um, and uh, he's like I said, man. He's like a second son to me. I love this dude. And uh, he carries the blood and the life and the light of his father. Reminds me of him every day. Took a drive out from Arizona today to come on to the Hard Luck Show with his beautiful girlfriend. With no further ado, Sammy B, welcome to the show, Sammy yes, Come on. Thank you. Welcome for having me. Look at that. Hey. The guy, the guy almost has like a, a golden aura around him. Yeah, he does. He, he absolutely does. Right? Yes. And he's got those eyes. Yep. <laughs> Lady killer eyes. Come on, come on! You're embarrassing me. Are you? And we got, <laughs> and you know we got, we got, we know we got pops floating around in this room right now too. Right. You know. Right. Watching all this. So, uh, would you like to introduce your friend? Wait, wait, wait! Before we go there, just real quick, since we're we're listening to this, why was uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire song um, chosen? Yeah, chosen for you. Selected. The Earth, Wind, and Fire song was selected because I have. Memories of being with my grandmother and my father uh, in uh, in Paula or in in my grandma visiting me in Tucson, listening to this song and top down or windows down, and uh, it's it's our song. So I figured it'd be it'd be the best song for uh, <laughs> for for the for the Sammy B introduction. Mm-hmm. Well, I say. Steve, uh, I've ridden around with my grandma. She never put earth, wind, and fire on. She was a funky lady. Was she? Mm, you <laughs> didn't have grandma like, like he did. What was? What made his grandma so special? Oh, Aguelita, rest in power, Aguelita. Because mm. she wasn't like Aguelita. She was like your peer, no matter where you were at in your age. Yeah. She was like a peer. I could go to her for anything. Bro. I could talk to her about anything. Yo, what's that like, Sammy? Be having a, a grandma like that? It was it was the same. Uh, she was like a grandma, uh, a therapist, and like a best friend. Yeah, I could tell her anything from like, "Hey, I feel like crap from smoking so much weed," or mm-hmm. uh, "From drinking last night," or and did she have like a or grandma? Or, or, did she have what like kind a of rubbers you need to get? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. or yeah, exactly. Right, dude, like literally everything in the in one package, and she was like that for I've I've heard this from. So many friends of my father's, yeah. and especially, especially Uncle Lux. But 
countless friends that she was there for and looked at her almost like a second mom. Yeah. Right. Gloria. I love you, Gloria. We All love right. you, Gloria. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, um, who did you bring? Who'd you bring? Sam? Yeah, you brought somebody. I brought my lady, ma'am. This is my this is this is my number one, my special girl, and uh, this is this is Monica Diki. Monica, <laughs> otherwise known as Little Wing. Yeah, <laughs> Monica Diki. Monica's got the most beautiful smile. Now that all she did was just <laughs> the smile and the music. I know she ain't playing. Yeah, was that she it? Knows, she knows what's up, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's awesome, man. Hey, uh, Little Wing. Mm-hmm. What's it like rolling with Sammy B, talking about grandma and listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire? What's that like? <laughs> Tell the other ladies what they're missing out on. Get on that mic. <laughs> Don't be shy. He's definitely like one of a kind. You know? mm-hmm. Look at that smile, boy. She looks like she just won the lottery. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys are making me blush. Mm. He's one of a kind. <laughs> he's got a penis with two heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a handful at times, but I love him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. I'm sure he is. Sam, you are one of a kind, bro. <laughs> and I know that, like, on cue, on, you know how, like, when you have a funny a funny friend? Right. Right? And you're like, on cue, they're not funny. Right. Right? You go like, hey, I know this Do guy. Something funny. Say no, something funny. Right, right. Show them what I told them. And, yeah. <laughs> not like that. And it, like, goes over like a lead balloon. But... He is just fucking. You're, he's just. You're just fucking way out, dude. Even when you don't try and be, dude. Like I look at some of this guy's shit that he's posting, bro, and I'm What's like, "What's like way out that he's posting?" Dude, I can't even. I can't, dude. This guy posts stuff that I'm like, I see it, and I'm like, "This dude is definitely as sick as I am," and he's not even <laughs> fucking half my age, bro. Like, he's he's just like. He's dealing with. He's dealing with a whole nother. Like he's definitely part of his dad and part of the bus. Cause catch just on a whole nother page, bro. Some of the stuff you put up, dude, has me in tears. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> dude. Like, how'd this guy figure that out? Or, you know, just I I can't even say, bro. We just that funny. You're just funny, bro. Yeah. I can me. I can always tell which ones you like because you'll send me some responses. I've I've had a couple of, of dinners that I got a little too sauced at and I yeah, think you, you, you were cracking bro. up. And there were maybe some like some nicer dinners that I probably shouldn't have been so sauced. You'll just but. yeah, and you'll put up some shit, <laughs> dog. And you'll be in some fucking disguise of some sort, and just like like a disguise. Yeah, like you'll have on my hat and glasses with a martini glass, and be like fucking tripping out and like everything. He just all sorts of stuff. But man, it's uh, it's it just you know what it is. You know what it is, Juman. What is it? Through a lot of Sammy's actions. I see his dad, bro. It's uh, the it's derived from a similar place, and I don't even know how that happens. Well, okay, hold on a second. Let's let's think about this for a second. First of all, what you just described to Sammy is what everybody says about Polly B. Polly, the, the the consensus from all of the various senators and governors and 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 everyone else that we've talked to is is that. Polly B made everything funny. Like it didn't matter where you were, whatever. When he showed up, it was like over the top and like a movie, and it was hilarious, and mm-hmm. he was having a time. And so, I mean, 
obviously when you're that close to somebody and you're their flesh and blood, you're going to, whether you think you are or not, you're going to absorb some of that. Here's the crazy thing that we're going to talk. I wanted to bring up. Now, and listen to this. Okay. All right. Now, hear this. All right. <clears throat> you hear about these, you're going to hear about some, some people that met Polly B at a certain point in time in his life. And then you're going to talk to some people that knew Polly B from when he was young, right? Right. And <clears throat> there was a point in Polly, there was a point in time where Polly B was bawling, bro, and he was really um, over the top with some things. And he was like coming, like, there's countless times where Polly would show up and like there'd be a, there'd be like a taco truck behind him. And, and wherever, where he went, <laughs> everybody was eating tacos all day. Like he'd show up at the body shop. Polly be like, hey, what's up? Hey, oh yeah, park it over here. And, and tacos for everybody. You guys spend like five hundred dollars for a taco truck. I got lunch for everybody. <laughs> he would do shit like this, dude. With you, you know, you'd meet him for lunch, and all of a sudden, fucking, he'd pop out like a fucking gold fucking watch for you. Hey, I saw this thing over here. I got it for you. And you're like, fuck, that, it's this guy, dude. Right. I ran it out of the fucking restaurant. You know. Right. They, they, like. Crazy shit, bro. It's you know what I'm like, saying? Like, it's kind of well, like, we get a, a rental car and he pulls up and it's like a Lambo. Right? Like, what are you doing, dude? Bring the Lambo back, dude. We don't need to have like. He want to be off the hook, right? Right. Okay. Now it's now. Listen, you're saying to yourself, this guy's balling and he's making it fast and he can spend. He can right. show up. And right. He, you gotta understand something. That's all great and gravy. Polly B was doing all that broke. All that shit, bro. It didn't matter that Polly B was balling. Like, this dude, bro, when there was no money, dude, like, when we were struggling, he was the same guy. Like, making it happen, fuck, like, it was just like, he just had it in him innately. He just, I don't know, bro. That was, that was your dad, man. And, like, he lived that way. And uh, whether there was money or no money, this dude was the most hysterical motherfucker on the planet, dude. And I just think of, like, the, the the stuff that he did, the trips that we pulled off together. And I very, a lot of times I was like, I was like, Polly B lived like this was like a cartoon. Right. Like, he did a lot of things that was like, you just wouldn't really consciously, you wouldn't have the balls to do some of the stuff, man, that he did. And to him, it was like, he took it with a grain of salt and had a lot of fun. And that allowed everybody else to like take chances and have review where they were at. Right. Like, I, you know, like that's how he was, you know? Um, Let me ask you a question, Sam. Dude, we're walking the way. I just want to say something. Yeah. This, is a, this, is, this is just one example. We're walking through this giant temple on a Sunday in Japan. Okay. It's a place that all the tourists go because it's a special temple, right? But on the way up to this temple, the 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 the, the walkway, it's like a promenade, much like something that would look like the Santa Monica promenade, but without the stores. So you've got little people out there doing mimes. You got little people, right? As you walk up to these big religious statues and the sacred, right? Right, like 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 Hollywood walk, like Hollywood and Highland, like a bunch of shit like that out in the front of it. Right, but it's uh, um, it's not all cheap, and people are like very respectful. Respect. It's not. It's not like Hollywood Boulevard because you're in Japan. Right. Yeah, where everybody. Yeah. So there's this mime guy that's standing on like four or five milk crates <laughs> and he's doing like these bird things balance things dude right and and like 
people are putting money and all the kids are like, oh my God, the parents. <laughs> oh, and we're in Japan. And Polly B walks over to me and, and, and Estelle and he goes, hey, how much? Oh, Paul, no, me and Rossi are standing there and and and, and Esteban's behind us. Polly B's like, all right, all right, bro. How much do you give me right now? I'm going to act like I fall and I'm going to take that whole dude out like a fucking pinball. <laughs> like, I'm like, dude. Esteban, as soon as he says it, Esteban like starts pissing in his pants. Right. Esteban starts like pissing in his pants almost laughing, dude, when he says it. Because he knows this is going to go down. Right? right. I'm like, and Pauly B. Japanese Paul people Ross, have never seen anything Rossi's like this. Like, he's got like a couple hundred dollars that he's pulling out. He's like, I'll give this to you right now. <laughs> And I'm begging Polly not to do it, right? Right. Yeah. I'm like, please don't do this, bro. This is you. They're not like America. You can't do that, dude. Please, dude. Right. And I'm being like really strict and stern with them. Right. Like our distributors there. I'm like, dude, don't do that, man. Look at me. And so you know, hey, look at me, dude. Don't do that shit, bro. Okay, we're gonna have a problem. You do that. <laughs> Right, so we're going back, and sure enough, bro, like fucking Joey's telling him to act. They're all like anti me, like fuck, like yeah, trying to fuck up our good time. I'm talking with, and then I see him like plotting it around, and I'm like, ah, oh, dude, and I start trying to like turn Shaw and our distributors away from like this area and kind of lead him somewhere <laughs> before I can like really turn him, bro. This guy goes head first. Through the kids, he <laughs> <laughs> tries to act like he, he hit, fell. He fell. He's fall, stumbling. Knocks the whole this guy and everything down, bro. And now you've got everybody coming to their attention, right. trying to help the guy. And this is the type of shit he's doing, dude, in Some public, menace. bro. Craziness, bro. We got the distributor paying for us in Japan dinner. This guy starts pocketing all the trays. From the sushi place, the conveyor belt, we're eating and they're stacking up. And he's like concerned. He's like, dude, we've got like $400 worth of sushi we're going to have to pay for when we leave. You got to bring all your trays up. I'm like, the distributor's guy goes, ah, I'm going to fucking get over. I'm going to get over. So we go into the bathroom and he, he puts his shirt on yeah. and tightens up his belt. Yeah. And he's got this big Ben jacket on. <laughs> so we go back in there and he's standing there and he's like putting these trays down. His shirt, dude. This guy had like 50 trays. And he's like, I'm going to walk out of here with these trays. Right. Get to the door. Yeah. And we're like, we're in Japan, dude. You don't steal like and do shit like that in Japan. This one buzz boy's like looking at Polly and he he knows what's <laughs> up, dude. And he's like pulling on Polly. And Polly's like, let go of me. Let go. <laughs> and the guy pulls and the jacket and the fucking all these trays, bro, fly all over, man. And the owners of the place are looking at Polly and the distributors looking. And I'm like, oh, man, dude. Everybody's mad. Right. Everybody's mad at Polly, bro. He just didn't give a fuck. He's having fun the whole fucking time, dude. He's just, he just didn't give a fuck, bro. He, he, on some levels, bro, he just, um, I don't know, dude. And there was like all those antics, but there was just his attitude about shit, man. Just crazy, bro. Crazy, yeah, but bro. It, I hear that. And I know a lot of different children of bigger than life, larger than life people. Very much so. Right. And some of them feel like it's a little bit of pressure to them because it's like, fuck, you know, my dad was this, and do I have to be like that? I mean, we're talking to, we're, and we're going to get into this with you right now. It's interesting because we sat down with the show with Vincent, 
And Chumon started asking Vincent some questions about being the son of me, right? Yeah, I'd and be Vincent, interested to hear his responses. Well, his yeah. response is interesting because Vincent said something like, you know, when you have a dad like Lucky, you kind of just find your position in the passenger seat. Right. Kind of just go along for the ride. You know, like, right. He's pretty much dictating what's going on, you know? Right. Um, which... Which, which I, I didn't expect that answer to be that, but it, yeah. uh, the more I think about it, the more it makes the more sense. sense. A guy like me doesn't stop to consider what my son thinks while I'm that guy. Yeah, I'm not really stopping to consider anything, right? But to hear that perspective later from my son. But where are you? Like where? where, where yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So for it's Sammy, different. right? Because we mm-hmm. we kind of started up the show a little bit about like, hey, so where are you in relation to that? Did you ever at a time in your life feel like, man, I gotta live up to a legend? Uh, there was never really pressure to. I just think I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I, yeah. I definitely part of me. It's, I think about it, every, th- that's everyday thinking. Like, um, I think about him every day. Mm-hmm. I think about him with most of my decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that there was, there's definitely always, I mean, when I was young, none of that stuff, I didn't even notice. Like, just, right. you know, all that stuff, like, <clears throat> everything he had, everything mm-hmm. he was doing, I was just like, oh, that's just my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone knows him someone's saying hey Polly B hey Polly B so um, there was always like some things that were like yeah you know I want to be like that someday but um, uh, I, I agree with Vincent definitely it was more like when he was alive I was down just to be there with him on the passenger right yeah and just like just observe and mm-hmm. kind of just soak shit in alright and so- he's a and you want to know something and I'll say this too he, He's a lot like Vincent in many ways. Okay. Where he just, he knew how to act. Right. Just around. He was just sucking it in, bro. Right. Taking in his own things, build, like equating himself to them and figuring it out. But like sucking it in and just right. staying, sitting there and absorbing it. Right. Very much like Vincent in a lot of ways, you know? Well, th- what I wanted to get to was, uh, so let me, let's just start from this place. When in your childhood, did you realize that, holy shit, my dad, Polly B, is kind of like larger than life and bigger than most other people's dads in certain ways? When did you kind of finally grab onto, oh, this isn't how all dads are. This mm. is how my dad is. Probably like, well, I remember when he came to my eighth grade graduate, uh, eighth grade graduation in Tucson. I already love and, this. Yeah. I already <laughs> love this. And I, so I was probably about 13 and... Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. Let's, yeah. let's lay it out. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's in Tucson, grade. Tucson, Arizona. What's Tucson, Arizona like? I just moved there, and it's like I just moved from the beach, and luckily I never really had an issue with making friends, but it, at the same time was just like, it was like, what the fuck do we do every day? Like, right. It's just like... Tucson's it's a desert. desert. Yeah, like. And what I, was the school like? Was it just a bunch of hicks? Or yeah, what was it? it was just like an elementary school of mm-hmm. like... Um, not, a mixture of like I guess you could say Hicks slash just like kind of white people. Right. Like just super white. Like right. no like it wasn't like Tucson where my best friend's name was Deleon. Yeah, <laughs> I right. go to Tucson and now my best friend's name is like either Max or or Sergio. Because right. right. it is like cl- so close to Mexico. Right. Yeah. But um 
and like and so, so and so it's eighth grade graduation, which is a big fucking deal. I bet for yeah, Polly B, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, could have dad be any prouder mm-hmm. yeah. than seeing his son graduate? Yeah, it was so. And then I, yeah, I remember he. Uh, to be honest, yeah. The only thought in my head was, please wear sleeves. Oh yeah, yeah. please, dad. Uh-huh. And I didn't say it to him because I, I, I never wanted to hurt him. But he was, you know, as he was tatted everywhere, uh-huh. right? And my best two friends growing up at uh, or at um, at uh, and, and and my best two friends growing up here in L.A. were very afraid of my dad when they saw him. There was it was two girls, and. They were afraid of him, so I, I kind of when he when he came to meet my friend, <laughs> yeah, they, like they would what? see him and they would just kind of presume he was like a bad guy because he had like he looked scary, mm. right? But it's like one of them was my neighbor, so she like my dad had seen her all the time, and so she knew he was really like a just like a super nice guy, right? Right, and uh, just like a super jokester, <laughs> right? So, but when he, when when he when he comes out to Tucson, yeah, in the back of my mind, I was just like, you know. Please, but so he, he shows up, and uh, he he looked he looked very sharp. He was he he was wearing a, a black, just like a a brand new black t shirt, with like some nice pants, and he had his diamond chain that he always wears, and it's like the biggest diamond chain I'd ever seen at that age. Yeah, right. and so like it was kind of the exact opposite that I wanted, but. <laughs> I, I we had a great graduation, we had a, a good party after, but that was around the time I was you know something somewhere around like thirteen, where I was like, okay, he's definitely not like most dads. Did you look at the other dads and you're like looking at your dad and you're like, dude, my dad's fucking sharp, he's got fucking gold <laughs> diamond chain, biggest I've ever seen, and then like right next to him was like somebody's golf dad. That was yeah, the, so yeah, yeah. There was Kirkland signature puffy pants and yeah. like a fucking sweater. There was a lot of stuff like that. He definitely. <laughs> dude, when he sat, <laughs> Not when, a lot of stuff like Polly B. No. When, when, when Polly B sat down, did the other parents kind of move away a little bit? Like, no, I, I honestly think that they were kind of intrigued by right, him. Right, right. I think that right. they were like. He definitely, yeah, bro. Because yeah. he could get along with anyone. Anybody. Sure. He yeah. couldn't. He, it wasn't just gangster For guys. Sure. It no, was, no, as soon as you open up his mouth, bro, you're moving your seat a little closer. Right. Yeah. People want to come sit at the table. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And people were definitely kind of intrigued. And then there was a certain. And then, did you get laid off of that? Like when, when, like in eighth grade, they were like, "That's <laughs> so your life dad." Been getting laid off. There was there was no getting laid in the eighth grade yet. Right. But right. Um, to be honest. Uh, there, it did get to a point where after that, it was a very quick. Wait, I think this is super fucking cool. Right, like it was like, oh, I'm a little embarrassed. Right. And right My after that, are... they started carrying uh, the groceries home for him. Right, yeah. right, and you know why? It was Not out of respect. respect. <laughs> right, and and it was like, oh, I I was constantly like. My dad from LA. Mm-hmm. He's he's uh, friends with Travis Barker, and he's friend, yeah, it was, I constantly. <laughs> Once you identified it, you were you you started to like roll with. You know that. what's yeah. crazy though? What mm-hmm. you're saying? It's interesting though because I know other people like Darren Craig, who he's the director and he works with like Timberlake and all these Kanye West and people now knew that I don't even fucking know. But he says that no matter, and he's all tatted out, and he looks, right? Like, if you took, like, you know, I don't know, like, Charles Manson and, like, mashed him up with, like, you know, I don't know what. He looks like that. He looks like a fat uh, Charles Manson or a heavier Charles Manson. 
The thing is, and so for everyone else, he looks cool. But his parent, his kids still think he's not cool. <laughs> but what's interesting is, is Sammy saying like, yeah, but and, and I've known other people who are musicians or actors who are famous, and somehow their kids still never can see them as cool. You're nodding your head. Why? I think it's because like Pauly B's not around anymore, so it's like your remnant. Like if he still has dad around, there'd still mm-hmm. be that like. I don't know. Like when someone passes away, you like romanticize everything that they did. Yeah, but even back then, thing. like I was saying, like even yeah. e- e- to even back then, it was like I think it was just all the respect that I would see that was given to him. Yeah, and right. We would be like. Going to no matter where we went, so like I said, it was Polly B, Polly B. So it, it was kind of like, you know, you, you definitely got, or we'd be going to his buddy's restaurant in Hollywood, and and, and we're sitting in the back, and you know, so it, it was. It, I can definitely tell he was different. And then, so let's just cut the fucking shit. What are some of the great Polly B father wisdom words that you got from him what are some lessons never snitch never snitch never snitch that was that was my that was probably my only um my only little butt whooping from Pauly B I didn't he wasn't a very physical like he didn't never beat me obviously Mm -hmm. he uh he gave me like a spanking once and it was because I told him that a kid uh had hit me and I told the teacher Mm. I was probably in like in like third grade, mm-hmm. and he was just livid. He was like, "You told, yeah. you, you snitched." Like, <laughs> like, and I was like, "No, no, 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 no." I, I just like, I didn't want to fight. I thought it was the right thing, mm-hmm. and he was like, "That was not the right thing." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I kind of and yeah, and then yeah, there were uh, that was definitely a lesson. Or I, I had one time told him that a kid in Tucson took my Dodger hat that he got me. Mm-hmm. And he goes, if you don't get that Dodger hat again, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out there and get it. And so I was like, oh shit, I gotta go get this hat. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the first times I actually stood up to a kid and was I got my hat back. Yeah, because he was like, I want to see the hat next time you visit me. <laughs> Those are life yeah. lessons. Yeah. Those are. Yeah, Damn father. Straight. He kind of was just like, like like protect your like you know I mean not protect. He was never like get. He just was like, don't let anybody like punk you. Don't ever let anybody you know like. How you don't you know, always kind of like like stick to your own, you know, like right? Yeah. What else? Good. Like when? Okay, so from a son's point of view, right? Like, what else did you? Since you're closest to him, and I'm a firm believer that like pa- children know their parents in ways that the parents might not even know themselves. That you're yeah. observing and seeing everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from a perspective of that, like. What did you gain in terms of understanding about the difference between your public face, which everybody has, and then your private face and success from from looking at your father? What did you learn? Did you see any insights where you're like, if you want X, if you want to be perceived as X, you're going to have to do Y? Or, or, you know, what observations did you did you make? Um... I don't know. I, I always saw how he treated people. Uh, he was never really mean to people in front of me. He wasn't a mean guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless like, unless you made him. Like, I've seen him a guy. I've seen him pull over a guy in Marina Del Rey who cut us off, mm. 
and he made the guy apologize to me and and, and his mom. <laughs> Wait, how, do you, how, do, how does just explain that? Tell that. Like tell, this type of I, shit. No, because this is real shit. We're so, in we're in the Marina del Rey, and we're just we're driving in one of his whips. I think it was like a '63, and I'm in the front. I think his ex, yeah, it was his mom in the back, my grandma, and uh, and his lady at the time who was pregnant. Right. So this guy cuts us off, and my dad just like was not mean, but could be confrontational. Right. And mm-hmm. like, so I kind of grew up with a very always very nervous about confrontation. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, no, no, no. So right. I could tell this guy cuts us off, and I could tell he's you know pissed. where it's going. And right. I'm just like begging him, Dad. Hey, please. bro, we all we all grew up like we that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. dad chased a guy down a one way street yeah. and got like, out of the car. I'm like, I'm like, dad, 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 please just, just let it go. You know, he didn't, yeah. he didn't hear in car and he goes, no, no, no. So no, no, no. <laughs> he pulls up next to this guy <laughs> and he's just like, kind of like a squarey guy. And he's kind of just like, hey, hey, bro, uh, you just, you just cut us off right there and you just almost ended it for all of us. He's And he was like, he's like, I got my whole family in the car. And the guy's just like, uh, okay. And he was like, apologize to my son. <laughs> the guy just like looks at me and he's just like uh, I'm sorry and he's like yeah and my mom <laughs> and, he goes, and the guy's like yeah, my mom. hey I, I apologize <laughs> miss and uh, and, and he, and he, and he kind of was just like that's right and just kept driving you know and he checked, the, dude. the guy probably was just like what the <laughs> fuck just happened did the guy make did, did your dad did the guy look at your dad and make a calculation like like did you yeah. see on his face like you know what this is a time I'm just gonna fucking do the he was right. just like look let me just get this over as quick as I can <laughs> yeah. I think yeah hey you know what you know what's so funny is that even when Polly would be uh, upset your dad, he would want that you would never approach anything like emotional, like scream at a guy or or get veins out of his neck. Your dad would always approach it. He would go the complete opposite route. So I just remember different times there was a a problem or a situation. I might be hot or Rossi or you know. Yeah. And your dad, even if he was out, he'd come in at a whole different way. He'd approach the person and be like, hey, partner, listen, I need to give him a smile. Let's talk. And he'd kind of break the bad news to him like a gentleman. <laughs> Check this out, bro. You know what's not going to happen? You're not going to walk out here with that. That's going to go with us. <laughs> and he'd, like, clown shit, bro. He would cl- kind of clown, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm telling you, this guy, it was like there was a fucking camera running at all times when we were filming like a comedy movie. He would just do the craziest it's just, but your, but you want to know something? Your dad was, he was a sweetheart, bro. He Super. was a sweetheart, bro. He treated people good, man. He was a, he was a sweetheart, man. A sweetheart. The guy was constantly with, with old ladies. <laughs> when you think yeah, about it, man, he, he, constantly he was with his mom, his grandma, his, his grandma was like his mom. Um, and then he was, you'd see him in like a 60 Impala on, on hydraulics with three old ladies. Yeah, yeah. And I don't really see anybody else like that. No, definitely not, yeah. man. Definitely not. So what else? I mean, so now you're... How old are you, Sammy? I'm 27. Okay. And I got to imagine that, you know, you've got a lot of friends your age, a little bit younger and stuff like that. How, knowing, like, what your dad how your dad rolled 
knowing how your dad wrote and how your dad viewed life and all that other kind of stuff. And I know you've got a ton of friends that must be like outside of the scene, let's say, right? Just regular square friends and stuff like that. Of course. Right. And you hear them bitch about shit, right? When they're like, I can't get out of bed because it's just not right, man. Or I don't I sold so much insurance yesterday. Right. (laughs) And do you, but then they come to you and like, what is your perspective in terms of, but Sammy's just laughing right now because Blue Eyes is giving the no way nod as Steve is getting into some fucking tapatino. Was flavor. getting into some. <laughs> Hold Stop. on. Wait, well, now that we got a break in here, let me just try to figure out what's going on because I know Sammy's like looking at me because I'm making hand signs and all this other shit. Um, Special K, what the fuck is going on with the video? It's not working. The connection's unstable. Okay. So. My buddies, you were asking. Yeah. About, so, yeah. like, I mean, your buddies and stuff, right? I mean. I, do you not? Is it hard for you to relate to them in the sense that, like, you co- you have a different experience and you had a different mentor? No, no. I mean, I don't really just base all my relations off my off my father and things that I learned from my father. Um, he just taught me how to deal with certain people. I feel like right. Um, but realistically, no. I mean, I mean, I I guess. I, I do notice the facts, and I do think about the fact that it was just very different than a lot of my friends' right. fa- fathers. Or I don't have many other f- like most of my most of my friends like still have their fathers, right? And uh, they're you know they have like you know good relationships. I have some friends that don't have relationships with their fathers, and so. they're still alive. Yeah, I don't get that one, but it is what it is. Right. Yeah. How important is fatherhood to children? Do you think? Very. Like, I think about, um, to be honest, how much my sister has missed out on... Because I, I got to have my father for about 15 years. My si- uh, he, he passed away when my sister was like <laughs> like 11, tw- like maybe maybe one? Yeah. 11 yeah. months, maybe? Yeah. like yeah. About yeah. one years old. So she has like no memory, no stories, no... Sometimes I just think about his voice Sometimes or like things we've done. Like, she has none of that. So, yeah, in that case, you know, I think it is really important because I know that that hurts her. Does and she ever turn to you for then ask you about her, your guys' dad to learn about him? We talk about him, but it's not. Sometimes I feel like she doesn't want to just talk about him. It, it hurts. It really hurts her. I'm sure. Yeah, because, like, you know, you never met your father and you're just going off like these photos that you're shown mm-hmm. and kind of things you've heard. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, I try to like give her funny stories that would make her crack up, but um, I but, try to I try to be more just with her when I'm with her, right? Because there's only so much dialogue that you and, guys can have yeah. about Polly B. Yeah, well, but but, the, but, the, but but there is, and but that, yeah. maybe it's because I have um, you know my sister, she's older. She her my dad died when she was like 17, so it's not the same. Yeah, but. There's a lot of stuff in history that she doesn't know about, right? Yeah. And it and she's just now, she's 30 now. She's mm-hmm. just now getting to a place to be able to ask me. That's what right. I was going to get at is that she you will don't later, have to. Yeah, yeah. She later on she's going to want to know yeah. these things and you'll get a chance to yeah. open it all up, but it's more than likely she's going to really want to know things about her dad yeah. as she gets older. And She'll know much see- more about her asking to get the information right. than you being able to like try and tell her about it, you know? She told me she goes out I was at a, I was at a bookstore with my friends, and uh, I had a friend pick up a, a a book, 
and it's I think it was called this this is Los Angeles or something mm -hmm. and we're going through it and I see a photo of my dad mm -hmm. and you know I she she's like I told my friends you know that's my dad and mm -hmm. they're like whoa you know I think the photo is like obviously an Estevan Oriol shout out Estevan Oriol yeah. uh, an Estevan Oriol photo and it's like of him with like a dirty hairy pistol mm -hmm. like it's, it's so it's definitely like an interesting yeah. photo oh, for like a real interesting for, photo. for like a like 13 year old to be like oh my gosh yeah that's my dad Right. So they said th uh, a photo's worth a thousand words, right? That photo is for sure. It might yeah. be 30,000. <laughs> might be 40,000. No. So that's a, that's interesting though. So in some ways you're you're you have kind of a sacred duty or a keeper of the fire to the extent that your sister um is going to want to know more or understand more about who her father is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, and and I'll I've always be there to tell her. Right. Yeah. And <clears throat> and then my dad, you know, passed away. And then I had a daughter. She's 19 months. Little Tigger. Big shout out to Little T. Yes. Little T. Yeah, she's fucking. T money. She's baller status, bro. She don't fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is um, I think about on some level that my dad's never going to meet her. That's mm. his grandchild. Mm. Yeah. Do you think about that? Uh, every day. I mean, stuff like, yeah, I do, a lot. Um, I think about my, yeah, a, about uh, a son or, or a daughter not meeting him. But it's like one of those things where I feel like there's going to be a point where they're going to be like, dude, just shut up. Stop talking about him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like, like he, I will let my kid know everything about who their grandfather was right and maybe to a certain extent obviously right, 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 right. or until they get older right but you know i want them to know that their grandfather was you know a fucking you know kind of like a, a legend. la legend yeah he is yeah he is a legend bro yeah there's nothing like fake or retarded about saying that Polly b it was a legend your dad was a legend and that's all there is to it what's oh. one of your favorite Polly b stories um the that I've heard or that I've experienced <laughs> either either one, whatever whatever that like it's one of your favorites, man. There's a couple that you've that you've told over and over again. Yeah, um, look at his eyes. I'm like trying it. to think about. Uh, am I allowed to say something? Yeah, yeah. He's thinking like, like that. Don't worry, yeah. don't, don't, don't worry. Like, hey, we can always clean it up. We can we always clean it. it up later. Don't, don't, don't okay. Because I could do a clean version. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, this, this is the hard luck. I hate that. I hate that. Okay. Clean okay. Version. okay. Um, shit, man. Favorite Polly B. Good story. thing about Polly B. stories is there's nobody to fucking charge. Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. So, um, I have a one. I, I, there I'm, isn't, I'm, bro. There's th there's two funny ones that I always think of. One is um, is someone else very close to me told me that they had uh back in the day they had a counterfeit plug. <laughs> counterfeit money plug right and he's like you know i was getting all this counterfeit money and it was really really good really good and this one time <laughs> i <laughs> i get this i like that other counterfeit no, money. Then I had no he was like was good, no, this bro. was good he's like he was like it, it was legit like i was using it a lot and, <laughs> and, I, and and he said he was getting it wasn't like getting like a couple sheets it was like getting like a pallet or some shit and uh Look at Sean's face. And he uh he had he's like, I get this one batch, the guy tells me, he goes, dude, 
I got this batch, but they're so fucked up. I, there's, I, I'll give it to you. Uh, I'll give it to you for like more than half off. And he's like, he gets it, goes back home, and, he, and he's like, you know, he's like, you could see two, like almost like two Ben Franklins. Yeah. It was pretty rough. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you know, I was thinking, what the fuck, what the fuck, and all of a sudden I got the thought, let me call your dad, let me call Polly B, and. Uh, so he calls him, and I guess he's there in a couple minutes. And um, he's like, Paul, look, I got this cash. And it's really bad. And he's like, by the time I could finish my sentence, your dad was like, yeah, I'll take it. And, and he was like, yeah, no, are you interested in this? Can, do you think you can do make any moves with this? And my dad's like, yeah, I got you. Like, watch this. And I'm like... And, like, like, took like a, a shitload of it mm -hmm. and came back with a bunch of goodies. Is all I have to say. <laughs> came back with a lot of expensive goodies. Right. And then uh, I had also heard because when I had heard that story, I, I was laughing and, and telling telling my mom, mm -hmm. and she was like, "Oh yeah, we actually had a whole trip after that in Sacramento <laughs> that was paid with all those funky bills." So what was the what was the trick? Did he like fold it special and like slide it under or? I don't know. I have no idea what the <laughs> Dude, trick this was. This was before the big, the big, the blue faces with the strip. This is all before. This is the, why they put the blue face in exactly. the strip. Exactly. And dude, I'm telling you, there was really, really, there was really good ones. There was there was ones coming from China, bro. That were so good. I mean, good, bro. They were going straight into the machines, the coin machines, with yeah. no problem. I'm giving you change. Like people were running scams, but he had a lot of these good ones. And I'm telling you, man, they must have had America lost because I, you, there were some you couldn't tell. You're like, no way. Right. Yeah. Fucking love that. And that's just, like I said, that's just one. I mean, and the cool thing with him is I have, you know, there's obviously stories that are, get pretty gangstered out. But there's also really, really like, to show you the other side of Polly B stories. Mm -hmm. I, there was one time he had a, his, uh, my, my grandma had a doctor and he was telling my grandma that, you know, his son was getting bullied really bad. And, you know, he was like a little boy and he's in like, he's in like seventh grade and like all these kids at school are just bullying him. And so my grandma told my dad and was like, you know, Paul, there's this boy and he's getting bullied. I wish there's something, I wish there's something we could do. Whoa. And That's the wrong thing. Yeah, to yeah. Hey, listen, uh, there's this little boy. No. boy. It wasn't like the Godfather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not Vito. It's not, it's not the Corleones. Right. But uh, she's you like. You could be a so, man. So my dad, um, my dad kind of was just like, well, you know what? I'm going to, how about I go to a school? <laughs> yeah, he's like the principal like, in the oven. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go to a school, and yeah. uh, my dad actually just sat down and and ate lunch with him, and that's all he did. He brought lunch for him, <laughs> and he sat down and he ate lunch with him in the cafeteria, and that's literally it. Went home, blah blah blah. Nobody I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. A couple days later, the the doctor, the, my grandma's doctor, calls and he goes. He was almost in tears. He was just like, can you tell Paul that that meant so much to me and my son and that since that day he's, he's gone in there, people have stopped messing with him. So that was just kind of like, like to show his like, not soft, but you know, yeah. a softer side. Yeah, but yeah. the part about that story that's great is that most adults would have talked to the kid's parents or they would have 
talked to the principal yeah. or they would have just said that. But it takes an extra special person to take the time to sit and have lunch with the kid and actually be there and let him be seen. But I guess what I wanted to say is like, so this was an elementary school? Junior high. Or it was like, it, yeah, it was somewhere around there. And so your dad went to the cafeteria? Well, I think the, do- I think the, the father of the kid called and was like, look, this is happening. Can I have my, my, my friend's son just drop him off some lunch and sit with him? I don't think he gave him like, hey, he's a triple OG and he's going to be all scary. <laughs> no, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, I think he was just like, do you mind if I, if, you know, I kind of want um, a mentor to come by and, and sit and have lunch with him. Right. Which in his head, he is thinking, I want the triple OG to come by and show the kids if they keep fucking with my son, you know. Yeah. You know what's up. Think about that. Think about, Sean, think about being like 13. Right? And you're getting picked on. Think about King Salmon, who was a total fucking nerd. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that guy was like torn apart by people in high school. That's true. Think about if Sammy B's dad showed up and ate lunch with King Salmon. Right? And I'm I'm assuming, right, your dad understands what the the layout is. He's not sitting there mean mugging or giving anybody any kind of whatever. He's just just trying to make the kid feel special. And physically present. Right? Right, resetting mm-hmm. the kid's mm-hmm. dap or whatever, right? Right. And think about, I mean, think about what that, what, I mean, how would that have gone for you, Sean? Like, how cool would that have been if you were in th- like 13 and getting picked on? Dude, I would have been walking through the hallways mm-hmm. with my chest puffed out. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Slapping Come the get back it. to fools next yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been kicking people down, huh? <laughs> I would have been picking on people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's fucking, that's bad. He would have started, ex- started extorting people the next day. I would have given <laughs> You want that guy to come back? You see that guy that was with me? You don't come back, you don't give him $5. <laughs> he starts wearing a shirt that says <laughs> he's got a shirt that says, says who yeah right walking yeah, around yeah, testing yeah, fools yeah, yeah. and i what i want to kind of also be like i would have given anything to be a fly on the wall when your dad shows up and he's and the principal's like can i help you and he's like yeah i'm the mentor here to drop off some lunch <laughs> and like yeah. what the calculations the 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 principal probably made like uh <laughs> sure it'll probably be probably be for whatever reason like probably be always want to make a statement he always wanted to not make a statement. He always wanted to make like somebody's day. And when he was rolling around and had the money to do whatever the fuck he wanted, he did that all the time. Like it didn't matter if we went and got a coffee. Right. If it was if we're at a stoplight and a dude was selling flowers, Polly'd be like, uh, give me like if not all of them. He'd be like, give me a couple of those. He'd throw the guy a C-note. Right. Fucking dude, we drive off and the guy'd be like, what do you know what to do? <laughs> Go get fucking the fruit cups. He'd drop the guy like a 50. Right. For, for you know, uh, $15 and two fruit cups. Right. He'd get yourself something. And so when when you do that all the time, and at all the restaurants, the tip jar, and fucking be throwing 100 at the chef. And, you know, when you do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, fucking every time you go by those places, people are going to start taking care of you, you know? You know what's up? But Polly was, wasn't doing it for that. He just liked to, like, people he was never going to see again. Right. He just wanted to, like, spread it around, you know? And um, real, really, like, you know, I think me, him, and Ross, he'd be, like, trying to be the guys to get the check on the way into the restaurant. Not that check comes to me. You know, like, 
Polly right. B would yeah. he would figure Polly B would would always be trying to figure out how to beat me and Rossi. Right? He'd be like way ahead. Like he'd already have the credit card, the cash already holding the table where the reservation was made. Right. You get what I'm saying? To all you novices that are listening, right? This wasn't no fake ass fucking uh, argument at the end where you're really gonna let the other guy handle the bill. All right. You know, where you're like, no, 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 Make sure it comes from me. <laughs> and the other thing is this, and you guys are going to go, can all, you know, listeners, everybody can form their opinion how they want. Right. There's an understanding that me and a couple of my friends go uh, believe in. And Polly B was a big believer. It's like, if you have the fucking money, right. you can. Right. If you have the money, you can. So um, going into... A nightclub, parking your car in the front of the restaurant. I'm on my car parked. I want my car kept in the front of the restaurant. Right. I want to get into the, I'm not waiting in lines. I want to go to the side. If you have the cash to do it, you can just pay for it. That's what it's there for. Exactly. Exactly. And Polly, I mean, even when it came to the point where we were trying to get the safety code for for the the, the store, we couldn't pass code <laughs> wasted youth. on Melrose or Wasted Youth. Shout out Wasted Youth. Shout out Wasted Youth. So Polly B's just like, just bribe the motherfucker. It's Christmas time. Put a couple grand in the envelope and just pay for it. Just slide it. Nobody's going to say no to money. It's like, um, that was the way that Polly B solved situations and we, we went around. It was like, uh, and uh, yeah, man, it's like, I don't know, bro. I don't know. But that guy was... You know, they, they, we had a tree in front of our store. We spent a lot of money on our sign for Wasted Youth. Right. And there's this huge tree, you know, and we go about the paperwork and, hey, we need the city to remove the tree. And they come back and tell us, no, nah, we can't remove the tree. You know, we don't care that it's blocking your sign. So, right. There's, hey, there's regulations. Right. So that tree, that tree on a Tuesday night at about <laughs> fucking four in the morning, somebody pulled up with a truck. Some... <laughs> Unlaw-abiding citizen Scoff pulled up law. some, some, some kind of, you know, uh, what do they call that? Uh, yeah. Um, can't, must have sawed down the tree in the middle of the night. Fucking shame. Somebody really the wanted that tree. Somebody wanted that tree, you know. Just uh, but whatever, man. There was just a lot of that. And um, you know, Polly B was just old school like that, you know. Right, right. Little Wing. Literally. Literally. Hi. Literally. <laughs> what are you, you, how, you know, what is your experience? I mean, first of all, what's your background? Like, where did you grow up and all that kind of stuff? Um, well, I was born in North Dakota, but right, I was, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. No, I didn't grow up there, thank God. <laughs> um, but yeah, my, um, my dad is from Nepal. And Nepal. He, yeah, and he grew up in a small village out there. Nepal. And in the Himalayas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can like see Mount Everest from where he grew up. And uh, my mom was in the Peace Corps, and she lived out there for like three years. So your dad was a G. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Think about that, way. think about that, think about that. Her <laughs> mom was in the Peace Corps. She was going to like help out in Nepal, and her dad fucking pulled her mom. was like, hey, what's, you know, maybe yeah. you want to get with a villager. <laughs> Straight up. Wow. wow. Isn't yeah. that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so 
Well, and tell then, him what your dad does, too. Yeah, he's a ER doctor. Or he just retired, but... Um, emergency room, like, yeah, emergency where it gets, room. like, heavy. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. seen some crazy, crazy stuff, yeah. like, working with, like, I don't know, like, people near the border who have been shot and shit, like... Yeah. But, guy shows up with his legs blowing off. Hey, guy yeah. shows up. <laughs> his arm missing. Guy shows up with five bullet wounds, and he's got all these tats, and he's got crack rock in his yeah. mouth, and fucking... <laughs> I'm sure that your dad, yeah, right? I'm Big sure. Lep. Big Lep's mer- got a couple of, he showed up at a couple of emergency rooms. And there's people that are still uh, a bit affected by that. Trauma- traumatized. Big there. shout out to H2K. Uh, the ER room doctors are not, they have to deal with whatever's thrown out. Yeah. Them. You don't know I what don't. you're going to get I, any given day. I feel like he's like the perso- perfect person for it because he's like very like emotionally what? unattached to Okay, let me ask you a question. Go ahead, your go dad ahead. is an emergency Dude, room yeah. doctor. How do you get this guy like riled up about much? Like, yeah, but you walk in and you like <laughs> cut your hand off. He never I'll be is. like, just don't sit down a minute. I'll be yeah. right off the he's like, he's like, like, he's like, like, everything's cool, right? He's like, in mid conversation, you come in with a bloody stump, and while you're talking, he just takes a hot pan and just sears the end of it, doesn't <laughs> yeah. even stop talking. Yeah, yeah. Wrap, no big deal. Phone, he wraps it up. Yeah, sit down like, for me. Wrap. Yeah, right, don't yeah. worry about it. But yeah. how do you get, like, what gets that guy riled up? Because people are coming in screaming, save my baby! <laughs> <laughs> Blood shooting all over, and your dad's like, so what, 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 what? what? Does your dad ever fly off the handle, or what are the things that gets him like? Look at her face. She's like, "Can I say food not I'm just, cooked I'm correctly?" I'm trying to think of what gets him riled up. Uh, I don't. I don't know. He doesn't get like. He just gets annoyed by things. Like, like what? What annoys just, your dad? Oh god! So just seriously, like, dad real. doesn't have no meltdowns. He doesn't oh, have yeah. meltdowns. Dude, he's, he's from the more... Himalayas. <laughs> He just likes like people to be very straightforward with him and not like bullshit. Like any people, he hates bullshitters. Like you know, people who like talk, say that they're gonna do a lot of stuff and then they like don't do it. Like, we hate that. Too. Yeah, we hate so, that too. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of hard to please. Like growing up, I always felt like he's like a hard guy to please. But I love my dad. He's a but good you, guy. you know, you you seem what gets you riled up because you seem pretty low key. Like you seem pretty oh, calm. Gosh. Like some of that, yes, some of that fucking Himalayan air got in your lungs. No, I definitely have like my. I don't know. Sammy, what Sa- pisses her off? What pisses off Little Wing? Sammy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sammy. B. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, she's she is very relaxed, and I think that that was one of the one of the reasons why we stay together now for how long we have because how long is that like coming on five years Damn. oh yeah she's chill huh yeah yeah she's super chill and <laughs> even me i'm not the most chillest sometimes like sometimes i get riled up and so i don't need another person R- I, up. I don't need another need riled up person right, yeah, yeah. Right, right right but um yeah we both have our mo- our things that we get annoyed about but trying from- to handle it like adults you know <laughs> Right. So was it also I hear from um, kids who have parents that are doctors that sometimes because they do that for a job that at home it's they don't they don't put as much sauce in all of that sewing shit up and fixing it. And and also because they kind of know that some of it's really isn't a big deal because they see worse shit and they do other. Was it like that for you to a certain extent? Like was your dad like that's you just scraped your knee and that's not going to kill you. Oh, yeah, for sure. And especially like. From the way he grew up, like growing oh. up in such like a harsh oh. environment and like not having so many of like, yeah, all the things that we take for granted, mm-hmm. you know, like, and so like when 
you know, he hears me and my brother complain about stuff. Or we're in our, like, teens and stuff. It's just like, come on. Like, Dad, you're ridiculous. Dad. My, <laughs> the my cable th- is out. Dad, the game controller's not working right. I can't fucking live like this, Dad. I can't fucking live like this. I want freshly squeezed orange juice, Dad. I can't have this shit in the can. What is pulp? I can't drink this pulp in the orange juice. It's disgusting. Then. And then what does your dad be like? Are you kidding me? Do you know what I drank every yeah. morning when I grew up? Yeah, pretty much. I drank rusty water. Rainwater. Yeah, I drank yeah, rusty I water. The rain I had water. tetanus for 10 years and I was proud of it. Yeah, he'll tell me like times where he's like, yeah, for in Nepal, like we would go months just eating potatoes. Nothing but potatoes. That's all they had. Like Look at Sean's face, dude. <laughs> he's like, we just lived <laughs> off potatoes. Raw potatoes. <laughs> raw. Yeah, not raw. But. Just potatoes. <laughs> yeah. That's just, interesting. It definitely has given me perspective on my own life, like knowing yeah, like, but, what he went through and it, it definitely makes me like appreciate like all the things that I had growing up and Yeah, but then all the, doesn't every human need to complain a little bit though? Yeah, for sure. Like doesn't that sure. fuck it up? I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. it's like if your parents have it super hard, it's kind of a pain in the balls because it's like I know you grew up inside of a fucking cave. Yeah. Right? That's not my experience. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you gave birth, that you made it to the land of gold and now I'm here, but yeah. like I have to complain. If I'm not allowed to complain, I might kill somebody. Yeah. I feel like that's always like a generational thing. Like each generation yeah, thinks they had it harder than the upcoming generation. And some you did. know? And a lot yeah, it is true. <laughs> like every generation had its own like obstacles that they had to overcome that are way different from the newer generations that right. are coming. And and so. is your dad uh has your dad heard any good Polly B stories? From Sam. Sam's like a storyteller, so he's always like like we have dinner at my parents' house like four nights a week and he's oh, just wow. like always like talking with my parents about like oh, so, dad, so they're already in acceptance with him yeah like they they feel like i feel like everyone in my family like knows so much about paulie b like none of us have met him you know <laughs> right. but well, we, we were like we, we were thinking about building an entire show about mm-hmm. paulie b yeah and then in like yeah no one's gonna meet him you don't need to because the legend's just so much bigger mm-hmm. yeah now let me ask you this does your dad mm-hmm. being a guy who did everything right Right? I mean, let's not fuck around. Dude, a Nepalese dude who marries an American. A yeah, right. Gets to the fucking States, becomes an ER doctor, done Napoleon. everything right. Does he love Polly B stories? Because here's a guy who is doing things the way he wants to fucking do it. And most guys that are doctors aren't risk takers in that sense, right? Oh, They're not yeah. going to fuck around like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not a risk taker, my dad. I think it's just, it's entertaining. Like, he likes to hear, like, the life of someone who's so different from who he is. Because, yeah, like, my dad, like, lived his life in a very practical way. Like, right. fall, like towed the line, you know? Right. And then to hear stories of, like, Sam's dad that are just so on the other spectrum, you know? When was like, the last time your dad bribed anybody? I knew I never. Like, did your dad ever put like a thousand counterfeit dollars into an envelope and give it to somebody no, and say, hey, no. I think somebody wants that tree real bad? No. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Sammy, what's the theory of the relationship then? Given your guys' background, right? Mm-hmm. What's your theory of your guys' love affair? Me and Monica's? Yeah. It's what's interesting the- because you both have really rarefied backgrounds in the sense that. You know, most people don't have a, a, a family like yours, and most people don't have a family like yours, right, Monica? Mm. Right? Yeah. 
And yet, here you guys are together, and you guys, in some ways, have been, are influenced by this background, and somehow it's working. So I'm curious, what's your theory of your guys' love affair? Why is it working? Like, how does that all work together? I think it's it's a uh, it's it's ve- it's very different our our upbringings. I mean, not 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 like crazy. We're, we're different, but like we Similar. see like our like outlook over life in general like overlaps with each other. Like it aligns, even though him and I are like so different. Like I don't know. I think we want like similar things out of life, and like I don't know. What the fuck do you guys want out of life? What do you want? I think we both have like the same page of like what we both want for our futures. Like, which is, we both want to, you know, be. We, we both want to be successful. I mean, I mean, we're both not that. That's the most important thing. But we both want. We both want to, you know, be like, like figure true, true to ourselves. Yeah, true know? to ourselves. Like, do and and do do the things we love. Like she's all about like not just working a job and just doing what you actually want to do. Like okay. so, so not just like working the, this to get to get this paycheck. It's more like like we're on the route of figuring out like how to get paid for the things that we're that we love to do. All right, let's cut the noise. Go. What do you love to do, Sammy? What's well, the pay? What do you want to be paid for? I'm doing it right now, to be honest. Which I, is I, I started a promotional products company, and I just go out to all friends or local businesses, and we talk about um, the possibilities with their merch, and or if there's you know a restaurant, I might just walk in and say, "Hey, I like your logo. You ever thought about putting it on some shirts?" Right. Or we want to make some pens, mm-hmm. and uh, so. Actually, at the moment, I'm doing exactly what I I want to. So, and so some for schnook, the first time. some fucking schnook who's listening to this show right now, they want to get a hold of Sammy B, right? Yeah, keeper of the sacred flame. How do they do it? They get a hold of me. Uh, uh, the company's called Premier Products and Promotions LLC, and we're on Insta at at Prem uh, Prem Prods AZ, and uh, you can reach out to me. Uh, we can do literally anything from shirts, hats, apparel to pens, stuff like lanyards. I even sell rolling papers and bongs, whatever the frick you want. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that little like he was like, "What? What? That was you a poly B move, right? That there. was a poly B move, big time." <laughs> Let me ask you a question, just to you know what I mean, like fucking tickle someone's chode a little bit about what your company does, right? Mm-hmm. What are most people doing fucking wrong? I think most people are just listening to what the customers, what the customer wants, instead of giving them a true knowledgeable decision. Like if a customer comes in with a shitty ass design, if you take that to a screen printer, screen printer's just gonna be like, okay, fine. Well, this is how much it is. If somebody takes something to me, there's always a certain amount that I'll tell them, hey, I don't like that, you know, or hey, I think we should switch this. But uh, I'm really honest with people, and I've I help them with graphics. Instead of just take what they bring in. So, um, and I feel like I'm really good at reading out your business or your company and able to choose the right products for your specific company. So you hear that? Some of you all are out there, you think you know what it looks like or what, 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 and you're going and giving somebody a bunch of money and getting no consultation, no fucking legendary status consultation on what you're doing. If you talk to Sammy B., you're going to get a whole rundown that's part of the value-added services this motherfucker's giving you, right? That might, just might, close that gap between schnook 
and fucking billionaire that you're living in right now, right? Right? Monica, what do you love to do? Um, I like to create things. Like, I've always, like, since I was a kid, loved making stuff like art and, like, designing things. So anything in the design field I've been into. Uh, lately, the past, like, year since, like, COVID's been around, like, I've been sewing a ton. Like, I love designing, sewing? like, clothing mostly. Yeah, like, she I love makes designing all her own clothes. clothes. Um, definitely I've always wanted to, like, create my own business with, like, I don't know, like, a sustainable, like, focus, you know, because the fashion industry has been so, like, polluting to the environment. So I've always, like, kind of wanted to get into that field and, like, focus on, like, an environmental aspect of it. And have you ever made anything, any clothes, like any kind of bikini briefs or anything for Sammy? Oh, <laughs> I make bikinis all the time for me and my friends and stuff like that. And like, have I'll you have you ever the... sewn a, a cornhole bag? Yeah, King Salmon. I'm sure I could. Yeah, good, <laughs> uh, dude. That's child's play to Monica. Yeah. Little Wing, she could do that in her sleep. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm obsessed with like going thrifting and like buying stuff and like reworking it into like cool pieces that right. are like one of a kind. Like, I really like doing that. But right. in terms of like a career, like I'm still trying to figure it out. Just trying to try out different things that I like doing. And, I'm sure your yeah. Nepalese ER doctor dad is giving you zero pressure and just let, giving you wide latitude to explore your inner life. And, oh, and what and you Nepali want right? Absolutely. Yeah. You just nailed it. He wants her to do everything but but work a shitty job. He'd rather have her play guitar all day or sew all day than work at a restaurant or some shit like that. Right. He wants her to do something creative or just like whatever the fuck she wants. Sammy, if there was if your if your dad was here with us right now, what would you say to him? <laughs> What's up, Polly B? Shit. Come here, bring it in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I, I'd probably just tell him how much I miss him and how happy I am to see him. I I think about I've had dreams where I open my door and he's there and he's like, "Hey, sorry, I just had to hide for a little bit or Hey, sorry, I, I had to go away, but I'm back, and you know I'm here to stay. So um, I don't know. I, I've thought about. I've definitely. I, I like I said. I'd probably just open my arms. I got a question in regard somewhere something similar to that. Like as you become a man, and the time gets as the time gets longer and longer since pops passed. But as it's getting, the distance getting longer, you're becoming a man. Mm -hmm. You're hearing more stories. You're investigating more. As you grow into this man, how do you make the selection and distinguish what I'm going to take with me from my dad as a man and what was Polly B and his myth and his legend that doesn't really incorporate into my real life. Like, how, you get what I'm saying? Like, how do you separate the two? Or how have you? Or what? What? what is the separation that you make? Like, can you tell us some of the things that you take and you don't? Or you do take Oh, the it, things that I take from him and the, yeah. and the things yeah. that I don't want to take from him? Right, right. I didn't yeah. know how to kind of like yeah. no, how I, you weigh that out and how that's processed. I, I take away how he treated people. Mm -hmm. How he um, 
how nice he was to everyone I saw. I mean, I I know that, that there's people who probably don't think he was the nicest guy. I get mm. that. But most of the people I've met have told me not like nothing about, you know. So I take away how, you know, how you can be respected but also be nice. It's like the would you rather be loved or feared. It was I like know. he was both. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, people loved uh, people like loved him and respected him. They didn't have to be afraid of him to, right. you know. So um but there are things I, I do, like, I don't want to be like him in certain aspects. You know, I don't want to go to jail multiple times. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put myself in a position where the final position he got put in. Right, of course. No matter what happened, no matter what, you know, right. anybody thinks, it's a shitty position to put yourself in. And it's kind of, when I get older, I tend to think that it was a little selfish, to be honest. Sure. I think that his... Decisions were very selfish, and not and not to put, you know, uh-huh. there were everything he did was for people like me and Samara and his mom because he wanted to give us all a better life. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he could have done it in ways that didn't have to get him, you know, like to where he could have just been more normal. You know, he could have been successful living a normal life instead of this like criminal life. Yeah. And because he did. I don't have a father and my sister doesn't have a father her whole life. And so it's sometimes I'm sometimes I'm a little angry. You know what? I'm that that, you, that goes what, right what, to what, what you were saying. talking about. This is what I'm yeah. saying. It's exactly what I was about to say. It's more that he was his selfishness was that he didn't take care of himself for you guys. Yeah. Does that make sense? He should have took care of himself, himself a little more. Better. Yeah. If he took better Do care you, of himself and lo- really loved himself, he would that was where he was selfish, bro. Yeah. And then it blazed on because he was never selfish directly to no, you. Or no. you. It was the selfish. And that was what I was feeling in the car. That the way I treat myself and what I did was cheating the people around me. Right. Yeah. And which is fucked up. Right. Which I, it, but that's just what I, that's, it, it is it, it. that, that is right. Some of the mentors that I have that I, that I follow, that I think about that, that's, that put the fire on me. That is one of the things that they say, because they say, if, if, if it's only you, you're thinking about, you're not going to have the energy, the stamina, the discipline to overcome your shortcomings. If it's only about you, you're always going to fall off. But you don't if you if you don't realize that there are people in your life that need you to learn a lesson so you're still here. Yeah. Or they need you to they're depending on you breaking through some of your bullshit in order for you to be there for them. I'm telling you bro, I got hit with this thing just fucking yesterday. I got really a moment of clarity and dealt with a lot of what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Um and I think that You know how they say, you know, um, you know how, like, uh, you know, you got people like Lepke that have been shot up and all this different shit, right? And, and then you got a guy that, like, slips on, like, a banana peel and dies. Right. Right? Breaks I've her neck. i people done a lot more shit and didn't. And it, it's, it, I kind of, it, I kind of see that a little bit, but. I don't know. I kind of lost my train. Yeah, of you were saying there's like, people that are purposely taking crazy risks, like Lepke, which that should have killed him. Then there's people who aren't taking risks. They just slipped on a banana peel, and somehow you are trying to weave that back into taking care of yourself. 
and others that depend on you breaking through certain things. Right. I mean, it's just as as it just as easily as could be me not here many times, bro. Yeah. And and but while I was making those decisions, like I said, I couldn't see anybody but me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm making them for my kid. I'm thinking I'm making them for, but I'm really not, bro. I'm make. I'm doing me. You know. Yeah. I'm not considering my effects on. Or considering I, the consequences. Or considering the consequences. You know. Yeah. And I think that not your your dad is isn't is past, but it could just as well have been like a Lepke or a me or. a it's a leave family behind growing up, you know, and it wasn't necessarily done selfishly, but through them not really taking care of them, mm-hmm. look what happened. Right, yeah. it's more than just you know? about you. It's right. Like I have to learn how to parent myself because I've got. And if I go south, I'm gonna fuck up people's fucking. I'm gonna fuck some shit up, and I'm not gonna be here to yeah. clean any of it up. I'm just gonna leave everybody fucked. It's gonna hurt a lot of people, right? And um, yeah, man. And, you know, um, you know, along this line, this week, mm-hmm. right? You know, my dad was the attorney for the Puyallup Indian tribe. My dad was an alcoholic and like three hundred and eighty pounds. He was a larger than life guy too, in a lot of ways. Funny fucking stories, amazing stories, but also kind of crazy. Yeah. Right. And in, and you know, just speaking for me, you know, when you grow up in that situation, you do have a difficult time for a period trying to think what was it that he did that i'm gonna learn from and what was it that he did that i'm gonna acknowledge that's not good right and i go through all that so this this week i started making contact with my dad's friends Uh because i got a lot for him i got investors i got Uh a lot of shit coming down and i'm like i want to let some of these indian tribes with the casino money maybe they want to get in on it Uh right so I called these guys up. They haven't heard from me for a while. And my dad passed away in uh, 2007. And it was one wow, of those, it's been that long. Yeah. And it's wow. one of those situations where if my dad, I don't know if you can relate to this, Sammy, but I, I, of all my life, I was like, if my dad just had 10% more self-control, just 10%, he didn't have to fix it all. Yeah. Just a little, just a tweak, he'd still be here. Can you relate to that? Where it's like, yeah. I don't need you to be perfect. I just need you to like Not calm it down <laughs> like by 10, 20%, and you're still going to be alive. There's one or two decisions that I felt like were in the major demise of his decisions that I felt like if he, if he avoided could have been different. Like uh, coming back to the U.S.? Coming back to the U.S., I was thinking about that. Somebody should have been bringing him bread. If he wanted bread, he should have had somebody like meeting him in like the tip, uh, the tip of Mexico at like a little restaurant. No. That's how it should have been. But um, no, there was that, and then uh, joining a specific organization, I think, was of a big demise on his life career. It was like, ooh, that was. It's almost like a, like a like a professional athlete where you're like, oh, that wasn't a good that wasn't a good move on your career, but it was what it was, you know. But it was definitely something that he had already procured or painted that into something that he was going after for a while. It was a couple cats yeah. that were already there. 
And he, you know, this was something that he definitely had his eyes on. He wanted to. He wanted to. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was part of something that he... But, like, listen, man. Mm. So, not in the same vein, but similar, right? So, I was talking to some of the guys that used to know my dad back in the heyday. Oh, yeah. Right? On reservation. Mm -hmm. They're still alive. Mm. You know, they've all graduated to being, like, grandfatherly casino management guys now. Right? My, my dad's gone. Right. And when I talk to them, the, like when they're real friends and stuff, right? They want to talk about some of the stories that, like, for instance, we want to talk about on the show here, right? Yeah. And there's a part of you as a son, especially if the son's passed away, I'm just speaking for me, but like, you know it's obligatory and you know this is what they want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of you that, doesn't want to take that away from your dad or them because it's part of the enjoyment of it. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a part of it that it kind of hurts a little bit and you just going to have to set that aside for the moment because this is what's going to happen right about now. Do you relate to that? Yeah. Just hearing, just hearing like specific things that are kind of hard to hear sometimes. And then they don't want to hear from the little boy that, might have a little bit slightly different feeling about it. Oh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you ever feel like I, you know, these guys want to talk about my dad? Uh huh. And right. I'm going to do that, but they don't want to hear from his actual, actual, actual son that might say, like, you know, somebody should have done something different or, right. Right. They don't always want to hear that. They want to hear the glory <laughs> stories. They don't want yeah. the reality. No, and, and I didn't mean to be a Debbie Downer no, and no, say, no, and, I'm and, not and say, it. no, this no, no, real. no, no, realistically, I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm upset with my father or I'm remorseful or I'm like, he was selfish, you know? Right. No, right. no, none of that. You know, he, I'm so, I, I'm so thankful for everything he did, and I've, I, I, I yeah, I, I you, just. Do you ever feel like you have to be strong for other people in the sense that when my grandma was alive, uh, yeah, definitely because she was so she was so hurt when he passed away, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to put my emotions aside and just because she was just distru- crushed. They're like it's their only, yeah, yeah. Her yeah. only son, yeah, and um, I know Uncle Lucky knows. Like they used to talk all the time, right. and uh, realistically, um, the pain of of my father's death didn't really hurt me until. I mean, it, it hurt when I found out and shit, mm-hmm. but it really started hitting me in my twenties. Right. What What was the difference? Why did it start mm. hitting? Well, you because I was my whole life. I was. He was in and out because he was going to jail. Right. Not because he it was like, hey, I'm out or anything. Right. He would like, I'd I'd be like four and I'm like hanging out with my dad for like a month. And then all of a sudden I'm like noticing, wait, I haven't hung out with my dad for a while. And then I see him when I'm like eight. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, shit. Hey. And, and so um, when he passed away, when I was like 15, it kind of just felt like, okay, well, you know, I, I, I didn't see him every day. Like. Like it's not like it's like uh, like a piece of me is missing now. Right. But when when I got older and I started thinking about all the knowledge and good times and fun stuff and just all the cool stuff, I know we would have been like he would have been like, like my my best friend. Right. So that's when it really like it hurts. It hurts every day. Like right. I I think about him more than I think about anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't always like that. There were days right. I'd go. There'd be days I would. Uh, almost 
a week go by I wouldn't think about my father right, when right. I when I was like 17, 18, 19. I think as you start to I think it's natural as you start to approach you know when you're a kid you're a kid. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about as you get into your 20s and you start approaching manhood. Yeah. And somebody like you starts to weigh out my own decisions. Mm. Who am I going to be as a man right now? You start reflecting automatically on like what would my dad do? Or who was my dad? Or you start trying to look through the lens and try because you're trying to find out who you are. Yeah. You start using these different things. And I think I think it makes sense that you start to miss your father in your twenties because you really start like identifying as a man to the man he was. Well, and now you're becoming a man. You're like, damn, I we probably would have seen this shit on the same page. Right. You know, we could have actually been like more than father and son. Like we would actually Right. I get that guy. Yeah. Now I can't hang out with him type shit. And there's a lot of questions since I've been a man that, you know, I feel like men ask their father. Like. Right. You know, that, that I kind of don't have. Right. Or that I would ask my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Like any question I felt like I needed to ask him that like I didn't want to ask my mom. I call her. There's somebody close in my life that had their father pass that was a very large than life person. And. I've, I'm experiencing it now with that young man. He's younger than you. But I've also experienced it other times where I've seen it. And the young man is so convinced that they need to be like their father or they are their father that they end up going down a path that is fucked they up. They shouldn't have, yeah. Right. Well, and, and they never, they, they are not taking heed or hearing anything anybody's saying. Or either, for you know, your mom moving you to Arizona and whatever transpired wasn't by accident, I think, in many ways. But, like, you and me have talked, and somewhere in it, you've been able to make the separation. Yeah, I can hear these stories, and I can respect my dad, and I can understand the legend, and but, da, 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 but that's him. That's not what I want. Okay. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I, not only do I get what you're saying, I think it's a, a more refined point <clears throat> also needs to be inserted, which there's a difference <clears throat> between the legend and the man. Absolutely. Right? So so some sons or daughters even, let's say, the legend of the mother or the father, the legend <clears throat> becomes what they think they can be. And they don't realize that these representations aren't the full picture. Mm-hmm. And just just like anything else, when you're chasing a fantasy, the legend is a fantasy. It may be based on real events. Mm-hmm. It may have really happened and all that stuff, right? But it's a reduced format. It's a yes. it's a, got a beginning, middle, and an end. And, and all those things are how you tell a story. Yes. But that isn't what real life is like. No. So when somebody's chasing the fantasy, it can make them make some crazy-ass yes, decisions, decisions that... Right. If you were to able to get your father alone in a vulnerable moment and say, hey, Pop, is this what you want from me? You want me to drink this and do that and take this and go there? He might say, I can't. St- I know my dad would say, I can't stop myself from doing it. But I definitely don't want you to do what I did. Oh, he was you. definitely yeah. like that. Yeah. He was most de- like even when I, like, I was 14, he was telling me, he's like, bro, if I ever find out that you're smoking weed. <laughs> 
<laughs> like the guy, I used to see him smoking weed all day, all right? day, all day. Yeah. He was, and I, now I smoke weed all day. <laughs> I, uh, I do it's smoke. It's a fucking. You're gonna do what you, you know, do, bro. We I hear what you say. Do what you do. But he, yeah, he was just like he definitely didn't want me having to do any of the things he ever had to do. He definitely wanted me to be. I feel like. But my mom would beg to differ. My mom said sometimes she goes sometimes, as 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 much as I mourn your father that he's not with us, she goes sometimes I feel relieved because I feel like you guys would have been. She's like I feel like you guys could have gotten into some funny stuff together. You know what? No, <laughs> I'm like uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't think that. Well, at well all. hold on, hold on. Not super funny, but right, like right, maybe right, like right, some right. kind of funny amusing. stuff. Yeah, some amusing. Amusing. Yeah. yeah, well, well hold on a second. Yeah, you know, it, under good terms, like yeah, yeah. we all went skydiving. Fucking well, Sammy died on the trip. You know, <laughs> well, like probably be like, wow, I, got, I thought it was strapped on right. You know. Well, so or drag racing or something like that. But I know Polly. And Polly was like super, like I don't want nothing bad for my kids. Yes, but but kids. but 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 listen, and this isn't just about Polly or you or my dad. There's a lot of a lot of parents are like this, which is they really genuinely don't want something bad for their kids, right? Mm -hmm. But they're still not able to understand like the stuff that they're doing when their kids aren't around is fucking them up too, right? right? They just can't see that piece yet. I couldn't, right? But what I was gonna say to you, Sam, is like. Uh, so when my dad passed, and it was one of these situations where they had to cut pieces of him out, and I was in the room when they opened my dad up. So I saw my dad's stomach, the inner lining, you know, I saw all that stuff, and, um, and I was physically present when he died, like watched him shake at the end and the whole nine, right? And I remember thinking to myself, like, this, this isn't a nice lesson, Mm -hmm. It's not a nice lesson, no. but this is my dad's last lesson for me about what it means to be a man or an adult. Right? This is the last lesson. Last lesson, right? Definitely. And for you, when you were saying that, and, and I don't mean any disrespect at all, I, I don't know what you went through, but what I am saying is that when I hear you say, like, at that time I had to set my heart aside to be there for my grandma, I feel like in some way that that was a, a man lesson for you. Yeah, I, I remember just everybody crying and crying and crying around me, especially at his funeral. Oh, yeah. um, and I was, I mean, I got really emotional at the funeral, actually. The second I got there, I, I was, like I said, when, when you told me my father passed away, I think I got a little emotional, but I hung out with a friend later that day. And I was like telling, we were like throwing a football. I'm like, dude, my dad just died. He's like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, fuck it. Let's just like, play football or some shit like, right, right, you know, right, right, right but um no I, I i it definitely was you know the whole thing was a lesson it's a big lesson that was thrown in my face on like what not to do kind of right it was like don't you see what happens when you live that awesome cool lifestyle and you get too deep in it like there's a there's a certain there's a certain depth you could swim Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I felt like, because, you know, I've wanted to be like him. You know, sure. I, I'm not like the most straight shooter. What? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not <laughs> nah. going to come on here and tell everybody all the shit I've done. But, you know, I'm, I'm definitely like, I'm infatuated by underground shit. Mm -hmm. I think it's tight. I don't necessarily like, but I have my learning lesson in front of me. Mm -hmm. 
So I might think all that shit is cool and all these, all these, all this shit that he did. But I'm kind of like, okay, look, you know you can't do that because you know what's gonna happen. Right. And do you want to be in jail or dead? And it's just kind of like no. But uh, lots of lessons, definitely. Lots of freaking. See, lessons. I think like when you have. Yeah, I mean, I wish we could talk to a woman about this. I don't know if Monica knows about Lil Wing, but like, I wish there was a way that because it's when you have a larger than life dad, it's almost kind of expected to a certain extent that like he's gonna have some lessons you're gonna take with you, and then some of them you're gonna say that's not what I'm gonna do, right? My my crazy dad, the bandit guy, or the crazy lawyer on the reservation who drank all the time, like I, that's wild and that's cool, and that's kind of set the stage for the administration and the and the, and the discipline that I'm gonna implore now. From a woman, I would love to know like what it's like for a woman to have a larger than life mother, and her dealing with the fact that, you know, my mom was Liz Taylor, you know, and, and I'm not, uh, I can't Liz fault, Taylor from the drunk? Yeah. Okay. I can't fault her for going way out because look at the success. At the same time, she ran through guys like shit through a goose and everything's fucked up and she died before she, I mean, do, Monica, do you have any, from the female perspective about what we've been talking, do you have <gasps> any sort of things to say about it? Sure. I mean, I guess I have like my own experiences with that, like. You know, my mom herself did a lot of, like, pretty cool things when she was my age. Like, like I said, she, like, was living in Nepal. She was, like, she grew up in a small town in Montana. And, like, this little white girl, like, going all the way to Nepal and being in this place where she doesn't know anyone and, like, learning the language. Now she's, like, fluent in it. She also lived in France and, like, studied French and, like, did all these, like, amazing things kind of, like, before the age of, like, 25. Right, shit that people on Instagram are trying to do now. Trying to do now. And she, like, and that was, like, way before social media. Right. Like, all before that. And, like, some, it's really easy to compare, like, oh, wow, like, I'm, you know, I'm 25 and, like, I haven't done things like that, like, that are that cool or that, like exciting you know yeah and but i kind of just like for me it's really important to think like to not compare myself to what like my mom did Mm -hmm. and just like really focus on like what do i want right now for myself and like i don't know i think just trying to get to where you're just like not comparing yourself to someone else's lifestyle. Like you just need to make create your own path for yourself. Mm. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking about, you know, like my dad was an attorney, right? And there's a lot of things I didn't like about my dad, but I fucking not a day goes by that I don't sit here and think about, man, I wish I could call my dad up and tell him I just sued the shit out of this company right now. Mm. Or <laughs> I wish I could tell my dad that I stepped into this uh, this courtroom and I didn't have X, Y, and Z with me, but I fucking bullshitted my way through it. Like one of the things I took from my dad was that he knew how to talk and ingratiate himself with rich people. Like this guy, <laughs> my dad, if he was like, my dad, he, I wish I could tell. And, and that's one of those things. My dad could talk to anybody, right? Yeah. You could be a king. Or you could be a fucking janitor. And my dad would know how to talk to you and hang out with you and fucking whatever, right? And those are the kind of things that now, right, I'm like, I'm taking that. Yeah. Whatever my dad, you know, those things I'm taking. 
you know, the alcoholism, the drugs, the fucking violence and all that other shit, I'm not taking that. Mm-hmm. I'm setting that aside. Um, is there something that you want to share to somebody? Because, you know, a lot of our listeners are, are guys who, who've got dads who are still here, but they might be wiling out or having fun or doing things. What, from your experience, what words would you share with them to help them? Oh, with the, with the kids who have crazy dads? What would you say to somebody or how would you explain and, and tell them a strategy on how to, want, at the one hand, be able to love that man, but also be able to accurately navigate and create a space for yourself and then also not r- fall victim to the cycle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't want to just be like, you know, like the um, the old like the, you saw your your father or your your father beat you, and now you're gonna beat your kid. There's a certain mm-hmm. time you want to just like like end, c- end it, you know. Right. So, so um, there are some yeah there there's some things that I feel like I could the poly be that I that I I would not like you said with your dad the the drinking and all that I. You know, to be honest, I had so much fun with him, and there was nothing he did that bothered me. There's nothing I would take. I would. I would. I'd say. I'd say. I. I I'd take that away from. I mean, I guess like that whole lifestyle that led to to his demise. Yeah, I guess I would love to take that. But other than that, you know, I never really saw him uh, get to like substance out. Like, I never saw my, I can't ever remember seeing my dad drunk. I can't ever remember him seeing him, like, inebriated at all. Like, he was always there when when we were were together. Mm -hmm. So, I, that's another thing I got a lot of fucking respect for with that guy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But, yep. Yep, man. Um, We're gonna, we're gonna wrap it up. Um, Dude, man. What a great show. It is. We're going to, you know, Sam, we're going to have to put this Poly B podcast together. For sure. We're going to yeah. need your help. I would love to help. I would love okay. to be a, a part of it. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Let's get working on that. Yeah. It's going to be the Poly B show. Yeah. And, uh, we're <laughs> going to this together. Man. I know we're going to get to hang out this weekend. Of course. Right? Of and, course. And uh, I just got off with Esteban. So he's like. Where are we meeting for lunch tomorrow with Sam? Yeah. Wants to go vegan somewhere. Let's do it. So we're going to Crossroads. I highly recommend Crossroads. (laughs) They got pepperoni pizza vegan right the fuck now. off the hook. You hear that, Monica? Yeah. Shit. They got that. They got a fucking Italian sub over there. They're fucking lasagna, vegan lasagna. What? Crossroads, right on Melrose and whatever. I always see Uncle Lucky posting... All this vegan oh, the stuff. the window. And some of these photos he posts, I'm like, man, that shit was Googled. And ah. then and then I'll see the same meal a couple days. I'm like, he's seriously eating? Like, that's a real bird? Like, that yeah. shit looks dope. Oh, Damn. Yeah, 
Did you should have seen him in San Francisco when we were hanging out with Sourdough Foot Brian Steven? What were we doing? You you fucking had found vegan Italian sausage. sausages. Right. This guy was fucking. We were like stir frying in the fucking sweet all this fucking <laughs> vegan Italian sausage. You you were you were acting like you just found gold. Hey bro, bro let me tell you something. Guys, the first thing I think about when I think about the San Francisco trade, and I talk about it often. The, you ever seen the bags? You ever seen those bags in the grocery store of the frozen vegetables? Yeah. <laughs> right? You seen those, right? It's like a fucked up bag and it's got like a little pieces of string bean and the square <laughs> carrot and the pea, right? Like the real, like the shit you would get, like in, in, in cafeteria shit, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. This guy brings a bag of that stuff into the hotel room. You remember that? Pours a bowl. From a distance, it looks like a bowl of like tricks. Or yeah. something, you know, what I'm saying cereal. Right, it's look, frozen, bro. Like marshmallow. Yeah, and he like Mike did or whatever he does, microwaves it, and he comes back, and he was just eating a bowl of these frozen vegetables, bro. I'd never seen anybody eat a bowl of <laughs> straight up, dude. Just eating it like it's cereal like, wait, without cooking it. You know, he, he like oh, heated it, like, nuked oh my it, but God. it's like a no bowl butter. of frozen vegetables, bro. You know how boring that is. <laughs> but. Anyways, no rice. We're no rice. Gonna... rice. No rice. <laughs> Unless it's cauliflower. Cauliflower. Oh, you keto? No, I'm vegan. Oh, hey, shit. Yeah, man, I've been vegan ever since I've been with my vegan woman. Now we got a vegan baby. <laughs> that's that's I, her dream. I couldn't get my man to go vegan. I mean, you know, <laughs> listen, you cut him off of uh, certain things. He yeah. might. Uh, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you know, you need to fucking do a boycott. I'll you know consider I mean? it in that case. <laughs> do a boycott. Put the boy on the cot. You know what I'm saying? Um, all right. What do you got? Supermax? Well, I want to thank you for coming down. Yeah. Sam, thank you, guys. Thank you for bringing thank your you. beautiful second half with you. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Esteban Oriel, the Soul Assassins, everybody out in the city of Santa Monica, Supermax Clothing. Keep your eyes open for a hard to kill. Um, and uh, Westlow's documentary. Ooh, and shout out to Burner, Cookies Vibes, and the whole crew at the Cookies. Right. I want to give a big shout out to Ivana Bowen. Let the tomahawks fly. We wear braids to court. Indian attorneys. That's the only way to go. Everyone else is scared. Um, let me tell you something else, man. Trumahan underscore. Go see my Instagram. You want to get pumped up to go running? Fucking I'm do a running video. 4 a.m. I get up to run. Let me tell you something else, man. Enzo's Pizzeria. If you want to eat something that fucking put a little pep in your step, go over there on the Westwood. Yep. Right? See Lenny. See Lenny. See Big Lenny. See Big Lenny at Enzo's Pizzeria. At, at Enzo's Pizzeria. And get yourself a chicken parmesan sandwich. Right. Um, listen, anybody uh, wants a, a dope rapper, uh, I know a guy named King Salmon. He's available for 50 bucks. He'll rap for anyone's birthday, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Your anniversary. Happy anniversary. Call, um, contact me and I'll put you in connection with this crazy fuck. Sean, what do you got? Sean at hardluckshow.com. Right. And if you need any merch made, Sammy B at Sammy B310 or uh, Prem Prods AZ. And we got you on anything you need. There you go. And Mark, what about well. these bikinis you were telling us about? How does someone buy a bikini mm. on you? Ooh, I haven't released them on the internet Exclusive. yet. Exclusive. Yeah. Coming soon. Come, stay tuned for that. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> stay tuned for that. All right. All right, everybody. Yeah. Like we do about this time from the Hard Luck Show. Adios, amigos.
I know. I know. I know. He smokes weed, he could dance real cool. He smokes weed, he could dance real cool. I know. He smokes weed, he could dance real cool. I know. He smokes weed, he could dance real cool. I know. He smokes weed, he could dance real cool. I know. Smitty is fucked up, bro. I know. Smitty is fucked up, bro. I know. Smitty is fucked up, bro. I know. I would say like it's 50 50. I would say like it's 50 50. You, you know, we're, we're at a point right now where the, uh, there's a lot of shit fucked up. Some are sicker <laughs> than others, man. <laughs>